Hey everyone, welcome to Actively Begging, a weekly podcast where we debate everything, basically everything in our lives. <laughs> my name is Steven and I'm joined with my co-hosts Jacob and Thomas. How are we doing today, Tom? What are we drinking today? Hey, what's up, Steven? Uh, I was running around a lot, so I reached into the fridge, grabbed a nice uh, lime-flavored White Claw. Drink of the summer, baby. <laughs> yeah, it's claw season. Definitely claw season. I'm Jake, drinking a Coors Light today? that's borderline expired. It's not great, but, uh, you know. yeah. Rust around you know, the ring? You know I like it rusty. The, uh, the, the... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a little fiber. Exactly. No, August 26th, though. That's yesterday. <laughs> oh. So it's it literally expired. expired. <laughs> hey, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> hey, living that life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we living that dad life. You're not a dad yet, but <laughs> you're hilarious. basically there. I'm not drinking anything special. Drinking water. I had a ton to drink uh, this past week, and I had a lot of Tito's and uh, seltzer at the concert. I got there at like noonish and then stayed until i think the concert started around eight so oh, it was damn. a solid eight hours of drinking damn was that rough. was a tailgate man it was yeah yeah it was kind of crazy band? But, was that what um, it was? yeah so steve Zach Steven Brown and band, i yeah. wound up at the same concert at the same venue different on two days. different days <laughs> yeah that was weird weirdly i mean if i knew you were buying tickets i would have like well, I, I got tickets this week. So when did you buy the tickets? So so it was some coworkers they were going, and then one of the guys uh, uh, okay. came to me and was like, "Yo, we have uh, an extra ticket. Do you want to go?" So I found that like a week and a half ago. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. Never been to a country concert before in my life," and I had a lot of fun, man. That was a good time. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was. Uh, they're very good. I'm not. I'm not a country fan per se as well, but I definitely. They have like very. I would say knowable songs, like they're very likable songs as well. Yeah, not, not exactly, not nothing crazy uh, exotic about them, but mm. they did an all right job. At the end, uh, they kind of came out for an encore, I guess. Except they didn't play any of their own music; they just started covering. Like for me, they covered like yeah. '80s rock songs. Um, for Steven, I know you said that they covered. What did they cover? They covered uh, Metallica and. They did uh, Sabotage by Beastie Boys. It was awesome. Honestly, the Metallica song, uh, it was Enter Sandman. It was, I, I feel like I could have just played it like off, you know, iTunes. Like it was that like spot on. Like everything about it was basically exactly how I remember it. Um, they, they were very good like that. Yeah, they were, they were absolutely incredible musicians. I, I got to give them that. Yeah, I agree. So what's up, Jake? How was your weekend? It was, uh, it was all right. Started school, so uh, I'm officially an MBA student, so that's exciting. Uh, but yeah, doing that, big, big doing news. that like full time, at least credits wise, while working full time. So it's definitely been a lot. So just uh, you got that big diploma energy yeah, right now. Exactly, loving it. <laughs> I mean, Jake is literally improving his life through education. And I drank myself into basically a two-week hiatus of no alcohol. So <laughs> let's hope hope that lasts. I, I don't know how I long. I think I individually lasts, crushed like thirteen claws for that concert. Geez. It was. It started out as, "Hey, should we go and buy some claws for this, or you know, buy some whatever?" And then it turned into. 
you know what? I'm just going to get a handle of Tito's and <laughs> we'll just get some, we'll get some cans of seltzer and we'll just mix them. Yeah. You know, it's that, then... it's that Huel alcohol. <laughs> it's that Huel empty stomach and then Amen. it all goes right to the head. This was, this, this, speaking of which, this was a very ugly. Oh! Weight wise. I'm not going to lie. Coming <laughs> back up. I always ask, I always ask Tom to start, which uh, I, I will, I'll start now. Um. I'll, we'll go from the top down, as they say. Uh, so mine, uh, so Steven, I actually gained two pounds over the week. You suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. I know, it was bad. I, it started out on Thursday when I was like, you know what? I, you know, I deserve I deserve a little time. <laughs> and this is like the ending, the beginning of the end for me. I'm hoping, I'm hoping I, I get through. I was good, I was good these two days. Like, meaning Sunday I, after the concert, I had Domino's and then because we were I was so messed up and we got home and we were so hungry. So I was like, all right, I'm going to have some Domino's. And then Sunday, we basically ate like crap again. And then Monday, I was good. Went to gym yesterday. Today, uh, did not go to gym, but it still was good. So, okay. But I gained two pounds. Not good. Uh... Not good overall. That little bit of chicken parm was the straw that broke the camel's back. (laughs) He's going back up, everybody. It was bad. Like, it was bad. It was like, tasting it was like euphoric. Like, it was bad. It was bad. But anyway, Jake, where are you at? I'm not really a Oh, you should be. (laughs) 188.6 on the way down, baby. What? Really? Let's go. Oh, the mac and cheese wow. are finally starting to kick in. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, I ate a lot of mac and cheese last week. I don't know what's going on, but losing weight, I think it's stress. But uh, hey, I'm riding this that college, that college student life. Exactly. You're about oh to put on gosh. the freshman yeah, 15. Right. That'll be after mm. this is done. So, Jake, you're at uh, minus 1.05% BMI. All right. so you All actually right. are in the negatives Let's finally, go. so that's good. And Tom, what, what what were you at? So I also had a bender of a weekend. And <laughs> no, and by the way, I kind of want to bring this up for the next episode because I've been fascinated by this whole Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A battle that's been going on. Uh, so I had a Chick-fil-A sandwich with some waffle fries. So I stayed exactly the same. I stayed at 210. All right. All right. Yeah. I was like, so, I was really nervous to weigh in today. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> and then uh, Jake, Jake's two pounds was almost half of what Tom lost, like yeah. in terms of BMI, like that Let's percentage. <laughs> so Jake, Jake could lose five pounds and potentially beat me Let's minus go. 10%, 10% right now. <laughs> when is this over? Can we talk about that minutes. so I can strategize my... Uh... We have two more. We have two more weigh-ins, uh, so two more weeks, um, and then uh, and then we go back to normal life. So we basically have like a week uh, and a half. So now we have two weeks. Yeah, what is, two weeks exactly? What is go? What is going on? Does have you guys had any of these Popeyes sandwiches at all? No. So the Popeyes line was too long, so I went to Chick Fil A. Um, yeah. So, and now I have to have the Popeyes one to compare. But the line was like f- fucking like a hundred people long. Places, that's crazy. Popeyes are like still like selling out of chicken sandwiches. People are going bonkers for them. I don't even get it. It's, just, it's literally all marketing. It has nothing like, it's just a ticket chicken sandwich. It's I mean, I'll say that Chick fil A. Pictures of the employees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
this guy's a true American hero. It's a Popeye's employee just like, like taking a nap on a table. He's, he's like crying in the corner by himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say I have not had the Popeye's chicken sandwich, uh, but Chick Fil A is a step above. Like, you know, their chicken sandwich is amazing compared to the competition. They are good. I get it. There is yeah, they there are is good. a difference, and I'm a Popeyes fan, but mm-hmm. well, I'll leave one of these days. I'll me. have one of them just to taste it and see what the what the whole big deal is. But it's it's literally just marketing, right? Like we should do a I testing mean, next episode. We could, or we could do it. We should do. I mean, I kind of want to do it while while everything's still going on, but we could also do it on our our final weigh in day, and then we just pig out on a Popeyes and a. Chick-fil-A sandwich. <laughs> we'll have to see if they're in stock by then. That's true. Yeah, right. That's true. I think Popeye's they may, sold they may out just stop the <laughs> Back ordered. Yeah. <laughs> they got a waiting list. They got a waiting list. It's like trying to get a, a oh. Wii U back in 2008. Or, or a Wii in 2008. Yeah, right. This, like... I, New York isn't so bad, but, like... I've heard places, like, around, the wor- around America, like, they're really... They have this, like, crazy line, you know... Like, people will just wait online for everything. And it's like, I really hope that doesn't happen in New York. Like, I mean... What are you talking like about? The, uh, people wait in the city online like, you know, for iPhones, everything, yeah. Oh, yeah? Chick-fil-A. The first Chick-fil-A that opened yeah. in Manhattan, I worked right over there. And there was a line around the block. And I waited in line for it and did not regret it. Wow, all right, fair enough. I mean, I guess on Long Island here, there's, like, no real line. Like... There are lines, but it's not really that yeah. bad, you know. It's, it's maybe even like the longest line I can remember waiting on was for Halo Two when it came out, and we waited online for maybe like twenty minutes. And we did we a few the, the night that we like Madden it. came out. We would go, and it would just be like you know we would be there more than twenty minutes. Maybe it was you know around twenty minutes, but it was more just like exciting to talk yeah. to all the other dudes about the game and whatever. Yeah, those were a blast. Yeah. And that's the whole point, Stephen. Like, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. It's fun to be online at the first Chick-fil-A that opens in New York and talk to everybody else like, oh, my God, I'm excited. And then the next week it comes out, I will all the homophobia the online. CEO has, and then nobody in New York would eat it after that. So. Stephen, do you remember what it was yes. like going to GameStop at midnight in circa 2006 getting Halo 2? Or Halo Three, yeah, and you bring that's because I can play it, un- and you're like, yeah, this you're is right. amazing. That you're right. That was great because I could play it and then have off the next day. But I don't have the. But we're talking of about the excitement <laughs> I mean, of waiting like- in line, the anticipation that builds, rather than just having immediate gratification for everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's the blockbuster argument, just packaged <laughs> in a different uh, in a different it's way. It's really it not. Is. It's. It's really, it's two separate things. I mean, I can understand waiting online for something and like the anticipation, but it's like, I I don't know. It just, to me, it just seems kind of, I'd rather go get the thing that I paid for and then leave. Like, that's it. Yeah, you're boring. All right. On to our first topic. (laughs) Who's up? All right. Oh my gosh. I'll go up first. Uh, All right. Yeah, Tom. I'll take it. All right. So I'm going to, I want to bring our topic back uh to one of our first episodes, actually, um, about the the Notre Dame fire, and I want to compare it to the current fire that we got going on in the Amazon right now. So, 
I know, Stephen, you had brought up the fact of uh, everyone donating all this money to help rebuild Notre Dame. And from what I see, because I, I did a little research. I know, surprise. I actually did research for my question. Um, uh, BigZeven.com. Apparently, <laughs> according to Big7.com, <laughs> the, uh, no, so apparently, according to People.com, um, People Magazine, they raised over $1 billion in two days, right, to help, uh, I guess, rebuild Notre Dame. So now have you guys seen, obviously, you know, the G7, right, for the United yes. Nations? Um, all right. For, and for those listeners who don't know, they're the biggest countries in the, U, in the United Nations. Uh, it's represented by the UK, Canada, France, Germany, Japan, the US, and Italy. So it looks like, oh, what? no, then it's NATO, right? Isn't the G7 NATO? No, NATO is North American Trade Organization, so that's, I mean, they're different. Yeah. I forget the exact countries, but. Yeah, okay. Well, well. anyways, those are some of the, ba- some of the wealthiest countries in the world. Um, how do you, th- how much money do you think that they donated to the, f- to the relief of the fires in the Amazon rainforest? G7, as far as they donated to Notre Dame and to Amazon? Or- no, well, they, they didn't, they did not donate. As long as, as far as I know, they didn't know, donate to Notre Dame, but they donated to the Amazon, right? How much, how much would you guess? I would say 500 million. That, I'm that's go right. way that's the number that came I'm going to say this. like 5 million. All right. So 20 million, 20 million euros, yeah. $22 million. So I guess I pose this to you guys. What do you think is more important to save? Would it be the Notre Dame Cathedral or the Amazon rainforest? It's a good question. I think uh, I would need to talk to a biologist for an educated answer. I know this is just us fucking around, so I'll give you a more cut-by-the-hip answer. But uh, I really feel like I would need a biologist to talk about the real value of the ecosystem that the rainforest provides the whole world to understand if I feel a world organization is obligated to help, you know, end this fire for the betterment of the whole world or not. Um, I obviously know rainforests Mm -hmm. are, you know, vital to our ecosystem, whatever, but I think there needs to be a system of putting a dollar value on everything. And, you know, obviously this fire is out of control and whatever. And honestly, I hate to be this cold about it, but not that many people I haven't heard anyway of that many people being hurt or killed by it so you know will it put itself out and will just life regrow where it burnt and um you know how I don't even know how severe it is so without enough real info to say uh give an educated answer I would just guess and say I'm fine with whatever they decided I don't think that's too much if that's or what's what am I trying to say I wouldn't be in favor of them doing more would be my point of view okay yeah to answer your immediate question tom if i had to pick one the cathedral or the rainforest i'm picking the rainforest but to be honest i wouldn't want to donate to either i think i'm I'm kind of on the same thing as jake is uh you know people are saying oh it's the lungs of the world and that's a lie like the all the, the way that 
oxygen mainly gets into the atmosphere is through algae. And there's so much algae in the world that we couldn't possibly destroy it all in the span, you know, of the lifespan of the human race. Like it's, it's multiplying at such a rate and it multiplies at such a rate that we can't really even destroy it all. So <laughs> are you, how confident are you in that claim as a non-biologist? Somebody's probably like, somebody shut this guy up. I'm very, I'm very confident. It's something I read probably like three or four months ago, but all right, Tom, what's your point yeah, of view? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, so it's this whole like 20% thing from the Amazon is supposedly a myth. Um, according to P- PBS.org, it's not Big Seven, so I don't know if we can trust <laughs> it fully. Um, but I mean, you—it's a significant, it's very, very large fire. It's large enough that they've been able to track the smoke from the fires from space. That there were close to forty-one thousand individual fires going on. Uh, listen, it's a natural disaster. Uh, it's on pace with, you know. Katrina and all of that and you know I hate to say it but we weren't I mean we I'm sure we did receive some funding and we did receive some uh some help from other nations and uh, you know I think it's like Jake said like I think the the number that they came up with I think that is a I I think that they would know more than we do but you know this seems to me like get the people out of there you know the it's i hate to be sounding like such a dick but it's it's kind of the country's problem i mean like we it's it's something that like is it's affecting them and we all should come together and help and donate whatever we can in in sort of relief uh but uh-huh. i don't think that this is, i don't think that this fire should call attention to from like the world's view uh, like I, I don't want it to call attention from other things that are going on like global warming or things like that like this is like this is like if we donate all this money to save this rainforest like it's just making a band-aid on the fact that global warming is happening you know at least in my opinion if it even is opinion anymore i don't know if that is <laughs> but mm-hmm. i don't know it just it just seems to me like see, this is to me this is a greater problem with society and as much as i love the internet and i love communication and technology you know the internet has created like such a mob mentality and this is exactly kind of kind of what it is it's like everybody's complaining oh like we you know nobody's donating to the rainforest blah blah blah. and i just saw leonardo dicaprio donated five million dollars to the cause and you know that's great if that's what he wants to spend his money on he dropped he dropped a quarter of what those seven countries donated that's yeah and that's fine i mean yeah and you know that's another problem that there's people in this world that can do that <laughs> so easily, but you know, I'm not going about to get into that. But. <laughs> Everybody should so be paid the my, same. My... <laughs> Real quick. I just want to throw in Steven. I, I do this article from national geographic is sort of uh, confirming you. There's something called phytoplankton that live on the uh, ocean surface and it produces yeah. so much of the world's yeah. oxygen, et cetera. So, just want to say, research seems to back you up. Uh, yeah, although I mean, it wasn't algae, so you're wrong. I don't. And we can debate uh, about that next. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate it for the backup, Jake. But I, I just, I do want to. I, I don't know. Like, I want to help. Like, I never want anything bad to happen. But it's not like. <laughs> I mean, listen. 
I don't think that the world should act like this, but it's like natural disasters seem to be a country's problem. Like when, you know, the U S has, you know, hurricanes hit them, tornadoes hit them, her, uh, earthquakes hit them. Like it, it, like I didn't see Brazil jumping at, you know, everybody's throats going, Hey, why didn't, why aren't we all donating to America to help them? And not that they should or anything like that, but it seems to be that the trend is if it's a natural disaster, it's, it's kind of within the borders of, of that country to, fix it and to you know yeah raise funds for but it to, Steve, you know. i mean i guess to just and I, I like that system my point is like i like that system of the the country in which it's happening you know you you have to raise awareness you know what i mean like it's, it's um so I just to counteract you like what is a government other than a group of people's values and when you think of the u.s government should only look out for the u.s well what the u.s government does no i'm not saying i never said all that. of our people i never said and the ideology you're presenting, in that. my opinion, is more of that, like, you're walking down the side of the road and you see somebody stabbed and, you know, you don't have to. I never, I'm, ever said that. I never said that a, a person or a country should only look after their own. I said that it's up to the country to determine if they can or or need uh, a funding or help from other people and for them to raise awareness you know it's not it's not our jobs it's not the americans jobs to go and you know raise awareness unless you feel very strongly about raising awareness i'm talking about donating money so you're saying that the u.s is not obligated at all to help brazil get through this no, that's not what I said at all. I th- I think that if I was in the position of giving money, I would I would give money too. But I don't think I, I don't think that this natural disaster should pu- should pull that much attention away from other important things that are going around in this world. I'd rather take that money and spend it on you know global warming or other universal I guess uh, other global issues that are happening. I I don't like this to me is like it, it's a a natural disaster that's happening in a country i'm not saying that it's the only it's only the country's fault but it's their job like essentially to (laughs) get the word out there and to raise their own funds and to you know do their do their own due diligence to you know mitigate the problem and to save lives that's all i'm saying like everybody's acting like it's america's job to come in and save them and i i'm happy and i would be more than happy if i was america to you know, send money, send, send help, you know, technology, idea people, you know, like anything, anything along those lines to help them. But this is something that I think is a big, a smaller problem of a bigger issue, which is what I think we should be. You're not being clear at all. Well, Stephen, for, for your reference, um, the Amazon spans across eight different countries. So it's not one country. Okay. Um, and they all should they and but they all have borders and they all make money off the Amazon rainforest. They should all be protecting it, you know, as with the rest of the world. Like we all should be, I should say, we all should be aware that it's happening. Any country that wants to donate anything, that's great. But it's within their borders and their governments to determine that's what kind this of. This is the question, though. You keep saying I'm not stating your opinion, but the question is: Is the U.S morally obligated to help in this situation a different country's needs and it's i was trying to make it a different story of it's not even about countries countries are just conglomerates of people 
And the real moral question is, is it obligatory to help a fellow person who's in need um, when it comes out of your pocket, your time, time is money. They're all the same fucking thing. So, yeah, but if you see one person getting beat up, like two drunk people getting beat up across the street, and then you see a woman getting stabbed or, you know, getting mugged on the side of the street, like you can't help everybody. You have to help the ones that are more important, the ones that you can help right now, or, you know, you have to make that decision. And I, I think that this decision is th- this thing is okay first yeah, of all no, that makes sense. <laughs> taking t- it's just a small thing but also honestly this is like similar to the california wildfires that were happening where the the reports was like oh like they're doing everything they could like basically the job of the of the rescue efforts is to get people out and try and mitigate the damages of the fire like there's no stopping wildfires like these like these like especially the amazon rainforest one like like what what are we gonna do like bring the ocean to the like that's like it's a huge fire like there's like very little that humans could do to stop this thing it's to mitigate it's to get people out of there it's it's about the relief of saving people you know what i mean it's not like <laughs> i don't think there's much we could do to stop this i mean i'm again i'm not a biologist or a fire expert, <laughs> except for my hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know, Tom. I'm sorry, Tom. I've been taking up all this no, shit. No. Well, what do you think? I want to hear some. I want to hear hear some of your. Talk. No, that's fine. But to to also, I guess, back up what you said. The um, just reading the the president of Brazil, where I guess where most of the fires are happening. He he turned down the 22 million dollar donation. He said that they don't oh. they don't want it. Um. Wow, that's bold. That yeah. is fucking bold. How do the people put up with that? That's, that's that. just like the. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to make comparisons without too much education. So, but the Venezuelan president who was like turning down aid for the people, saying like, "We don't need your mm-hmm. humanitarian aid when people are starving to death in the country." Oh my god, it's crazy. It's crazy. How did these crazy. leaders make these calls? They're so arrogant. So, so according to according to this, uh, I'm just reading a, an article on Forbes. I like read a couple articles beforehand because I was very fascinated by these fires. Um, so the president told uh, reporters initially, this was last week, that the Amazon is bigger than Europe. How will you fight criminal fires in such an area? We do not have the resources for that. And then. After the G- G7 summit raised uh, a whole bunch of uh, all $20 million, they decided that he doesn't want them. He doesn't want them. I guess we don't know the full picture. That there could be, you know, uh, yeah, could there be could like have been strings tied, to, not even a loan, but egg. strings tied yeah. to who gets, you know, who's in charge of putting yeah, the money out, right. who gets to go into that country and do whatever they want. Could have been, you know, who yeah. knows? Could have been here. Oh, here's twenty million dollars. Now you need to support us in right. so, know, killing babies. It's true. Like, we I don't know the other is, side of things. Like it could be something crazy. Like, um, wow. But whatever. I mean, yeah, you're right. Weird. Like we don't know. <laughs> anyway. Good yeah. yeah, it's definitely out there. Um. Anyway, in my in my opinion, I kind of I don't disagree with you, Stephen. But I think that, you know, you have something in our our world that, uh, like the Amazon rainforest, that's just absolutely incredible. And we didn't make, you know, it's kind of something that is part of our earth. And I think that as habitants of the earth, 
I think we kind of have a duty to protect it from us because I, I don't know for sure. I didn't read it anywhere, but I would bet you a lot of money that humans are the reason why these fires are going on, you know, and it's kind of our, I would think that it's our fault. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we don't know that for sure. Uh, you know, I would think that global warming, like I said before, has something to do with this. Um, I think it's a but combination yeah, like, of that and G- uh, uh, deforestation. Um, I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it does. I don't know. I can't. I can't say for sure. I, to me, Tom, like it, it's so. I, I understand that it was here before us, and I get all that aspect of it. But it's like we live in such a changing world. Um, and I, I never want to see anything, uh, be hurt, you know, in terms of trees to, you know, I guess animals and things like that. Like, I never want to see that. Like, and I'm so far removed from that kind of stuff that I luckily don't need to see it. But at the same time, you know, things happen. Like, I'm not saying that that's the way we should live life, but this is the, what if it was just some kid, if it was some kid just like playing in a yard, you know, burning ants and this created this huge forest fire. I mean, it would suck, but it's also like it happens. And I'm sure this has happened in the past in terms of like forest fires and, you know, anything that's happened before us and like nature bounces back. If anything, you know, you see things like, you know, we build roads and like weeds are growing up underneath them and, you know, cracking roads and things like that. Like, I feel like nature oh God, always finds dude, a way that's so to backwards back. thinking. Where did, it, it does. Dude, there were ice ages, the dinosaurs died, whatever. Like things go completely wrong in human, in earth society, in nature. Yep. And as humans that want to prolong I our agree. lives, we need to do everything we can to maintain an ecosystem, regardless of even what Earth's natural nature course. course is, we need to preserve our lives and be forward thinking about how to do that, not just reactive and be like, oh, well, we built all these roads and now there's no more trees and we have no more oxygen, but whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think the the Earth will bounce back, but we won't bounce back. Uh, yeah, I honestly, to me, this is all... <laughs> This is all the Earth. It's just way like, more the, important the than Notre Earth Dame. The Earth does everything. <laughs> what? It's just way more important than Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, it's way more important than Notre Dame. <laughs> but it's also like the Earth, like we're like a flea to the Earth. Like the Earth is just doing everything in its power to kill us. Like we're a disease to the Earth right now. I've always and thought it's that, like, actually. It's, it's funny that raising, you say that. It's raising temperatures on us. It's sending us fucking wildfires. Like it's it's going, oh, I'm going to slam you with hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes. Like there is no reason why <laughs> like humans are here and we're fighting to stay alive every single day. It's like we're all fighting to stay on this Earth. But it does not want us here at all. It's about to hit and that's the all I meant by that. Yeah, I mean, like, the Earth will be here long after humans are here. Like, like I, if in my opinion, something I heard about um, the glo- uh, global warming people, like, they're going about this all wrong. They need to be telling us, they need to be telling everybody, the Earth is trying to kill us. Let's fight the fucking earth back and make sure that we do not allow it to get hot and allow it to destroy us. Like we should be like, they should be taking the stance of like, how do we basically make earth our bitch? But it won't, but 
they took the the route of oh let's save earth and all this and people are less inclined to save something as opposed to let's fight something i think that Jeez, that's what they should you're have crazy but all right Wow. Wow, that was a hot take. <laughs> Another hot take. So you don't hot. think that you literally don't think if a I told global warming hot take. If all of the people that are that are against global warming right now, you don't think that they would be more inclined to do it if we were like, oh hey, let's all get together and find out a way to beat Earth. Like in order to I mean, stay that's on sort the sort of what we're doing anyway. You don't think that would change anything? I don't know. That's a loaded question. Not that really. we're not gonna go down. It's that not marketed round. like that. I do find it interesting we bring up uh, <laughs> I, I don't know all the details, but I saw the article that uh, the 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 Brazilian president made fun of the Fran- French prentice- president or prime minister, I forget, and his wife. Prime minister. Yeah, prime minister, because his wife is like sixty-five, and the prime minister is like thirty-two or something, and they have like a crazy age gap relationship. I wonder if it has something to do with that whole G seven thing. And anyway, it's it's like, and then Trump got involved somehow because uh, Trump's wife is obviously way younger than him, so it's like a whole weird situation going on with all this Amazon politics. And in the end, there's just Jaguars dying. The greatest football team ever assembled. On the field and in the Amazon. (laughs) All right. Let's not get into football talk. Well, you know what I had? You know what I felt for the first time? I wanted to bring up a a more controversial topic. So I'm glad I got to see his blood boiling. He's... I could literally see his his foot is thumping because his chair is shaking right now in his webcam video. Oh, I mean, wow, that's scary that you see that. <laughs> it's crystal clear. He's going. Crystal clear. Um, all right, I'm going to keep it going with the argumentative things. Is porn bad for society? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> big, no, you don't think big so? Big porn. Guy. <laughs> big porn. Big guy. porn. Guy. Hot it's getting real hot up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jake, is porn bad for society? I'll give a quick answer of, I don't want to cop out, but I'm going to say mixed. But overall, no. Uh, But it's definitely got positives and negatives, but we could get more into it. What's your early take on it, Stephen? I'm kind of with you, Jake. I go back and forth. Like, I think about, I think about, like, and and I could I could kind of amend this amend this question um, to kind of meet the argument that I'm trying to make, uh, and that would be: Is the ease of access of porn bad for society? Um, and I, the kind of the kind of point I want to bring up here is kind of how you know we grew up in a world without the internet. I mean, there was a time in our life when you know, in our early stages of life where we grew up and we didn't see a boob. I mean, our, until... our porn taste evolved. I remember the first time I saw a booby was a magazine I found next to my brother's bed. And then, yeah, I then mean, we started of course it... printing out pictures on the internet and then LimeWire yeah. happened. And, the, and there are countries, there are countries that have, you know, porn basically on their CD covers or what, what that would be considered Tom as porn in America. Like they have like naked women on CD covers and in magazines easily accessible to the public and men Um, and naked men also. But I mean, you as a five-year-old, you could theoretically go online and find, I don't know, a woman fucking a horse. Like you could find that you could find basically anything you wanted 
you know, when you're online and there's not a lot of parents that know how to censor the internet or censor, you know, the browsers to essentially keep that, those images away from kids. And I don't know if that's so good for kids. Like, I don't know if, if we, or if, if kids in general see the, like an un, even, even if they're just watching like regular porn, I mean, even regular porn is, Steve, I, that's a completely different question. Is porn bad exposure to children? Yeah. And I don't think anybody's fighting that that's a good thing. Um, so what do you want to what do you want to ask? But that though? is the one accessibility ho- of porn. What are you talking porn about? Porn for it's, children. It's the same exact question. No, it's the same. It's all included in the same question. No, it's not. Like, because is porn bad for sight? If if I can show if a, if a kid could go on my computer and find whatever they want on the internet. Isn't that bad for society to have that ease of access to? to yeah, but access? it's such a loaded question, you know, and there's there's so much to dissect in it. I mean, um, I would say, I don't know. I need some time. I guess formulate my argument, but I'm thinking off the top of my head, it is oh, it's such a big release for people, and I don't have real statistics, but grown, healthy adults who have healthy sexual lives and whatever. Um, you know, it's good for society in that sense of just being able to release and, uh, most adults from now, nowadays, like we're around 30 years old, like we're beginning our, I guess, you know, not beginning, but we're like, essentially we're the first group of, we're the first generation that started out without, you know, pornographic material at ease and like have it now. That's that that's a different ease into it. Kids nowadays could go online and find anything that they want. Like how is that going to affect their wants and their needs when they get to our age? Are they gonna be into crazy shit? Are they gonna, you know, yeah, be into I mean, that's into just crazy mix, things that they can't find in every reality? Topic under the, everything you're asking, yes, but it's mm-hmm. you know, at what percent? And at what percent was before we had porn easily accessible, people having pent up energy that was expressed in serial killing or something like that because they didn't have a release. Um, Those are statistics and things that we'll never really have the math on to be able to quantify exactly. Uh, There's no denying that children being exposed to porn at an early age when they're forming their opinions about stuff is not necessarily healthy, at least you know, going full forced uh, right off the beginning, you know, as a boy, I think you see a naked woman and then you find out sex and then you learn as you go about the other forms of sex and you get weirded out as each one hits you. But, you know, this day and age, yes, a kid could go online and see anal and be like, holy crap, that's crazy. And um, it could mess them up. But uh, I think it's... It could, I mean, literally the newest stage of all of this going on, like, is like, I mean, there's a lot of disturbing stuff that you can find on there that if you were a kid and you thought that was normal, i.e., you know, oh, you know, uh, my stepmother uh, wants to fuck me. Or, okay, I'm going to fuck my sister. Step, step, uh, family porn yeah, i know that's what that's, that's what i'm saying it's oh like God. It's, it's super so rampant it's in your face it's disgusting it's, it's so weird and it is but it's like so popular and it like if a kid grew up thinking that it's normal to you know have your stepmother you know basically do that to you i'm not saying <laughs> i'm assuming it's you know aside from the rape factor which would be you know someone older doing it to someone very young but like 
if you, it, I don't know, it just seems like, or like the, like people hiding in closets and things like that. And like, you know, that being a normal thing to a kid, they see it online and they're like, oh yeah, like this is how they do it in the movies. Why can't I do it now? I mean, you don't see that a problem with any of that stuff. Like you don't think that more kids are growing up now will have those problems when they get to our age. Well, I think that the biggest, the biggest problem you have with the ease of access of porn is for child predators. Um, I think that that, I think that is the biggest problem with how easy porn is to, uh, you know, kind of engage with and come across. Now, I think, I mean, listen, we we joked about it last episode, I think, um, about the, you know, scrambled uh, TV station that we used to watch as kids. Like, kids are always going to be curious about sex and they're always going to explore and they're always going to find ways to explore what it is, you know? And... I, dude, I, I'll if I remember when I was young and like the first time like I saw like hardcore porn, real hardcore, I was like, this isn't this is too much for me. Like this this is a lot, you know. And then gradually I moved into it, and now I think it's important for a healthy sexual relationship. You know, you can kind of indulge in it, and you can use it, and it. I don't know. It's just I've never <laughs> seen it. This Sammy is like so rough. It started out with you. It started <laughs> out with you with a boob on a magazine. Like yeah. what I'm saying is that kids nowadays could go on. Like it's not a boob on a magazine. It's you know, 18 year old girl. But Stephen, there's also the, the positive. Yeah, they're not Googling you know, German dungeon porn like right off. There's the bat, also the positive like, though gonna, of being able people being able to explore their sexuality in a safe place and find out what they like. And as long as I you agree. know kids are being raised with normal morals and the understanding that hurting people is bad and whatever, um, they could explore that realm and learn where their interests lie and you know if they're raised right they would communicate that to future partners and things like that um people have been sexually suppressed and had done weird shit in the bedroom that nobody's ever reported on or whatever through all of humanity there's weird shit going on that nobody talks about but porn the positive of what you're talking about is it provides an outlet for people to experience it and not hurt anybody and learn about things and learn about their interests and then better articulate how they feel about things without suppressing it agreeing at the same time that there is the serious negative of underdeveloped people being exposed to things it does formulate those interests for them um but yeah it's all just how you monitor long story short long story short I don't want to bring this topic for too long because I honestly I agree with you guys. I think porn is actually good for society as a whole. <laughs> I just I wanted to hear what you guys thought about it. I think it's important uh, my, to be my honest opinion. Sexuality. Anyway, long story short, I I think it's good. I honestly think it's good. Like what Jake said, he hit the nail on the head uh, with people being being able to score uh, like evolve with and find other people to explore their sexuality with. So. Uh, I'm I'm all about it and all right, Jake. Let's go. Close it out. All right, you're, you're out for a drink at the bar. Your friends leave. You ask for one more, and bar is pretty empty. And you haze out. And when you come to, you're in a dark alley with a gun in your hand and a dead body in front of you. You know as well as you can that you didn't do it. Um, but you really don't know what happened and I'm really picturing like a fugitive scenario where his wife died or whatever but you hear police sirens in the distance uh, 
What what's your course of action? Are you running for it? Are you throwing the gun behind a dumpster? Are you taking the body in your car? What is your getaway plan or or plan of action? Oh, real me is gonna if I don't think I did it is I'm gonna literally pick up. I'm well. I have the gun in my hand. I'm gonna walk out of the alley with my hands raised raised up. Or put the gun in front of me with my hands raised up and say that I found the gun on the ground and I saw this I saw this guy in the alley and you know I was very drunk I didn't I didn't kill them but that's probably what I would really do but <laughs> comic book me let's do it go <laughs> comic book me <laughs> hide the body investigation stuff comic do, do does it look like does I mean this is this is hard. This is hard because I don't know if there's like any DNA on the body. Um, so typical, yeah, let me like, add that like body. they're all bloody and their blood's all over you. So you you feel like I don't know oh, okay. what the situation is per se, but you feel like you're definitely screwed. Like you're going to jail for this. So it's basically it's basically the the plot from that show. Was it the night of? The oh HBO yeah, yeah, show? yeah, yes. True. When he when he wakes up, the girl's like stabbed to death, and he doesn't. He took drugs. He doesn't yep, remember exactly like that. I don't know why. I've seen that show, and I didn't think of. I was thinking of the fugitive, but like my own variation. Nothing's original these days. Yeah, I'm sure there are three no, guys no. somewhere in the world doing the same podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they aren't as good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, comic book me would definitely carry the body. And put it put it somewhere, or I would just try and like dispose of the body. I would comic book you. Ideally, ideally, I this is what I would do. I would bring the body. <laughs> Listen, my dad has a boat. Um, and what I would do is I would take the body and I would secure a, uh, a wood chipper and. Basically, what? drive out to the ocean. What the? I would That's wood so much more evidence. The DNA is getting all over the wood chipper. <laughs> no, I'm I'm disposing of the wood chipper in the ocean too, and basically, what's get, gonna happen when there. they're like, when they're oh, like, uh, they check your credit card <laughs> yeah. statements and you rented a wood chipper and never and a wood chipper it. is way bigger than a body. <laughs> Why not just hide the body instead of a whole wood chipper? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a panic situation. <laughs> just I was just trying to think of the a wood chipper, yeah. a semi truck, eighteen wheeler, and a cat. <laughs> what? It would be hard. The hardest thing that would that would uh, affect me would be the uh, would be the uh, like cameras and things like that because I don't know where. Like I don't. I'm not cognizant of where cameras are. Like CCTV um, kind of deal. Yeah, I, I don't really know. If I would be able to escape cameras, um, and I'm very easily visible <laughs> on cameras, like I can't exactly wear a costume, like I'd have to wear a serious costume, or continue this weight loss journey for the next year and a half. So, um, I don't know. What would you guys do? Uh, you guys aren't afraid. Well, uh, you I'm guys not, are not a fan of my. I would never fan. do anything <laughs> comic book related. I'm literally. Giving myself all right, up. All right. Give us the comic and, book version, though. And asking for yeah, I mean, asking we're for obviously an doing that right away. But if you were at a comic book, okay, let me give you this scenario. Um, 
you wake up from the haze as a dead body. You're holding the gun and you get a phone call and it's somebody holding your wife hostage and they tell you, you got to get away from the cops and dispose of the body. What's your game plan? Otherwise, I'm going to kill your wife. Ooh, that's a good one. Better. They're holding. Right. They're holding. Because then at the hostage. end, you could go first to the police off, and say. First off, put her on the right. phone. Okay. Right but that's time you're wasting. But okay. That's valid. I'll be like, right. put her on the phone. So then she's there, and she's like, Tom, yeah, you gotta, you gotta sure, help. You gotta He's gonna sure kill that... me. Exactly. Okay. So at the end of this go whole scenario, you help. could go back to the cops and be like, hey, me. you know, he had my wife hostage. That's why I ran away from the cops. But what's your game plan? Then I'm due. All right. So he's got my wife. I, uh, I mean, you have to dispose of the body. Oh my god. Are we in New York City? Uh, yeah. You're. You're. That's you're at hard. you're at the this bar you would hard. typically go to you know on a Friday night around your place. Oh, right. Long Island would, be, Island would for you. be a lot easier. Yeah, just just because you could bury the body, kind of you know the Gilgo Beach killer buried all those <laughs> bodies in Gilgo Beach. It's probably what I would do. Something like that. How do you how bury do they the know you buried the bodies in Gilgo Beach? I don't know this guy. Gilgo Beach Killer? You never heard of him? I vaguely know he like, it, but how do how do people know like he buried found, the bodies uh, in Gilgo Beach? Well, they dug him out. I don't so know. So they, they found the bodies. Yeah, they eventually. So did, that yeah. sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. Yeah, but I mean, I would I would try and like, you know, d, d-, d- <laughs> get a wood chipper. <laughs> what's what's it? You know, <laughs> listen. The answer to this is always wood chipper. I don't understand why you, you guys spray don't the blood it's everywhere. It's the easiest thing in the world. You just get a wood chipper. You see Stephen in front of the police station chipping the body. <laughs> what? I had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> or or you know, it was a good idea. Was the uh, see? This would be my problem. Is I wouldn't know what to get, but uh, the. Breaking Bad scene where they liquefy the body, like they killed somebody and they had to like dispose of the body, they so they put basically in put acid. it in a chemical yeah. and it like liquefied the body. It was like hydraulic. Acid. What was it, Tom? Do you know? It was it was some like maybe it was like hydrochloric acid or something, and they yeah, dissolved I think it was everything, like hydro- but. But Jesse pours it in the tub and it comes through from the second floor <laughs> down yeah, to yeah. the basement. So, so the only way to to like hold hydrochloric acid or whatever acid they used was basically plastic. like rubber. It was a, rubber is it was like a plastic jug. I don't I don't know what type of yeah. jug it was, but yeah. They like you couldn't put it in like a tub because the tub would just dissolve as well. So. <laughs> So yeah, like that. I <laughs> start would, googling all that. I guess, attempt to do that. I wouldn't even know. Wouldn't even know where to start. Like I, I couldn't. I don't know. Definitely <laughs> chop up the body. I think chopping up the body is the key here, guys. Because chopping up the body gets it into smaller chunks. You could make guys, it look Steven's like into something some else. really weird porn too. By the way, not not that related, but just saying. No, <laughs> Jake, what would you do? Well, this, this situation kind of morphed, so my answer is changing. I'm thinking with this situation, he's got my wife. You know, I, I'm going to throw the body in my trunk or something like that. I'd be playing along like I'm getting rid of the body, but I'd be like getting a weapon or something like that. Like if he's just calling me on my cell phone, like I would be getting a weapon and being like, okay, the body's gone. Where can I get my wife? And then, you know, trying to like set up a trap to get my wife back because every movie you've ever seen is like. What? You, no way. This is not yeah, a true. realistic answer. 
Well, as a comic book answer. You would definitely not. You're literally oh, yeah, comic book you answer? No, yeah, you're right. I would actually... You think that the boat uh, has enough use my power? Magneto, using my Magneto superpowers, since I can't use technology, <laughs> and, and But that's what I'm saying. Like, if this, this guy says he has my wife, and I need to dispose of this body, my brain is immediately going, like, for... Sh- no, for some let's, like let's I don't let's, think no, at the end of whatever I'm doing, he's just going to give me my wife. So I need to figure out a plan on how I'm going to take control of this situation back. Like he's just going to keep stringing me along until he's done with us, and I'm dead, or my wife's dead, or both, or I'm caught basically. So, and then he'd kill my wife to remove evidence or something. So that's where my brain's well, going. Yeah, let's let's be real because you're know. not making. You're not making it out of this scenario. You're the only witness. You're the only anything. And you assume that what this guy's making you dispose of the body because he knows the killer or is the killer or was somehow involved in the killing. Right? Unless I get my wife and, that's and why then we run to Mexico. You. And then we're good. Comic book happy ending. Running. I don't know. Escape man. to Mexico. I think you guys are escaping the question. What would you do with the body? The answer, what you got to answer, like, how would you okay. dispose of the body? Um, Let's just say you get, if you could dispose of the body, it's a game show. If you right, could right. dispose of the body and the police don't right, find you or right, anything, right. you get okay, like $3 billion. Um, I'm trying to think now that I'm here. I'm not as familiar. I'm You're in Chicago. It's question. like, how did you not I don't think know my surroundings as well here. a body. <laughs> You don't think you could find, like, woods to bury a body? You know, that's such a, like, then they see your car driving out to Route 77 in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, what were you doing out there? And then you're the prime suspect, and you're screwed. So how do you act nonchalant, like, everything's fine? And then when they question you, you're just like, I don't have a body. And then you let them search your house, and you're like, if you can't hold me, I'm leaving. Um so that's where my brain's going. You're not buying hydrochloride and all that shit to like make the body disappear because they see those purchases and they're like, what the hell were you doing? Cash. All cash. Yeah, but there's stores have, uh, you know, cameras and they could see you buying this stuff. Um, yeah, I know, but they don't know that you, they would have to, look, like if, if you do a credit card transaction, they know the time and the location that you bought it. Well, of course. I'm just trying to think of like, a way to I'm thinking like simple is better. <laughs> All right, you I do think, you know, he's going in my trunk <laughs> and yeah, immediately drive and just pretend like everything's normal. You know, unless like for some reason the guy on the phone told you not to, but like I like I just said, you got to act like everything's normal and then you're in your house, and you know where the cameras are or whatever. But yeah. you got blood you got, if you drop you home and then your wife is sound asleep and at then home. you burn your clothes and whatever. Oh, if my wife is home, we're going right to Mexico. See you later. <laughs> mm. I don't know. I think I think in the end you gotta <laughs> forget the wood chipping thing. Like the best thing to do would be to get the body into the ocean, like like you know, like the mobsters did. Like you put the body. You know, cement. Yeah, but like you, you know. got to do it normally. Yeah, that's way better than the wood chipper. <laughs> way better. Yeah, you, like you cover it in a bag, yeah, and but like, like you, you go home, make it, and like sleep, and then you like wake up in the morning, and you're going on your fishing trip, and you rent a boat with your wife, and you bring your big fishing bag that's a huge duffel, and you, you sink the body. You gotta, you gotta play cool. You gotta play I real thought, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. Problem is, is getting the body out. Like you don't know how far away you are from your car. You don't know what you have the to walk rental. through. It's a lot, lot of. Obviously, you guys have dad's boat, but uh, I'm screwed out of here. <laughs> you, you could totally, like, you're loading uh, basically a body-shaped bag <laughs> into, like, the boat, and then you have, like, two cinder blocks, and you're just like, oh, this is just bait. <laughs> I'm just chumming. <laughs> Nothing to see here, guys. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. There, there's so many of these serial killers that do this shit. I mean, you could just bury it in like the deepest part of the woods that you can yeah. find. Like take That's a the other, day off yeah. work, you and just go, or you do your day on the park with the dogs go and the, the wife, and you've got a bit. You got one of those yeah. camper backpacks, just, or you know what they are. I think the real question here is: Would you guys help me bury yeah. the body? I mean, you two would be I my first goal, <laughs> but you're also way the yeah. hell across All the right. country now, so I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> next like, weekend I'd be there in 12 hours. Like, All right, road trips. Yeah. You got 14 hours? We'll be there in 12 hours, exactly. We need yes. to check a bag, though, actually, because we got we got the body. Take him on a spirit flight, they wouldn't even care. <laughs> Jake, you mind if I bring my wood chipper? Actually, the there spirits. we go. There's our answer. I would book a flight on spirit, put the body in the luggage, and they'd lose my luggage. And that's there it is. Thank you, Spirit. Ooh. That would be oh, the one time Spirit would have your bag on time where it should be. Yeah. <laughs> like, weird. This bag Must is be important. Heavy. Let's get this to the front. It's also leaking. <laughs> oh, this guy put fucking wine in his bag. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Too funny. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys would help me bury a body. Likewise for me. Right on. I'm a good digger. Oh. Also... Got lots of extensive knowledge of wood chippers, so let me know. I'll get you the good one. Alrighty. Fun week. Alright, guys. Anything else for this week? Anything uh I mean, this week's weight loss up? winner. Gonna wear that badge of honor. That's true. For you, Jake. That's good true. For you. you are you are the only one who went negative. So. You are the biggest It's actually the first you. time you went negative. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> are you negative from your original weight? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's negative Just a bit. two uh, pounds basically. Two. Yeah. Congratulations! Still, Jake. he's right on your heels, yeah. right on your heels. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Crazy. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, as per usual, I am right, and you guys are wrong. Thanks everybody for listening. You can check us out on all the social media email us at actively begging or actively begging at gmail give us some ideas yes give us some fun debates guys jake needs ideas he can't i was the only one to bring some levity uh, today you can't pull this mediocre stuff you literally just copied the (laughs) The yeah i really did without even knowing (laughs) it was probably subconsciously yes exactly all right guys (laughs) all right Thanks, beggars. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Later, guys.